came, but baby, why can't you just stay strong for me? Hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 36 of the Nonsense Podcast by What Makes Sense. As always, you have Aaron and Adam speaking. And this week, we talked with Jason Mooney, who plays guitar in the fantastic band called We Were Sharks. I've been a longtime fan of We Were Sharks, and this was a really big interview for me. So I was really excited to have Jason on, and they were so responsive to uh, We Were Sharks got right back after I emailed them, and their publicist really helped us. So shout out to their publicist as well. But um, We Were Sharks really has a... I guess they're woven into the fabric of what we do in my band, What Makes Sense, and um, I'm really glad I got the chance to share as a last-minute thing at the end of the interview with um, with Jason as to why, you know, We Were Sharks is so important to my band and my uh, musical career, but I'm really glad we also got to talk a lot about Jason's life as well and growing up in Newfoundland and, um, you know, what that was kind of like living in you know, sort of the, the island of Canada, you know, that particular part of Canada, which isn't a part of um, necessarily the mainland of it. So that was really cool. And, um, you know, obviously we talk about their new single, Shameless, which I'm sure all of you have heard if you're listening to this episode. And if you haven't, go listen to it, please. And they also have a music video that corresponds with it as well. But um, they're also prepping for a new album in 2021. So this is just a really nice taste of what's to come. And, um, you know, just at first listen, it's this album's going to be big. I can tell you that. And um, it's going to be a great follow-up to Lost Touch. So really excited that the boys were able to put that together before the pandemic stopped everything. And, um, yeah, We Were Sharks is a really bright future. I'm looking forward to seeing what else they got in their uh, back pocket. But uh, before we get into the interview, just wanted to say that we have uh, the Nonsense Pod Instagram. That's at Nonsense Pod if you want to follow us for a little bit more content. And as always, if you're listening on either Spotify or Apple Music or any other uh, system, you can follow us or subscribe. We're going to have more cool guests coming up like Jason. And um, yeah, excited to uh, share what those or who those guests are in a few weeks. So with that being said, we'll talk to you in two weeks and enjoy the episode. Building rapport, that's what we're, we're doing. Building rapport. Yeah. <laughs> rapport. I was like, come on, we'll yeah. good stuff for the people. So, uh, ask me again, growing up in Newfoundland. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Uh, so, yeah, growing up in Newfoundland. Uh, yeah, so isolated island in the middle of, like, nowhere. Um, it's, like, in order to, like, so if you wanted to leave the island, and I grew up in St. John's, which is, like, the capital, like, the biggest mm -hmm. city there, you had to drive 12 hours to the ferry. And then you take the ferry and it could take either eight hours or 16 hours, depending on the weather, uh, to get to Nova Scotia. And then it takes six hours then to get to Halifax, which is the next major city. Um, and then like from where we are in Ottawa, I think it's like a 17 hour drive. Like, dude, it's, I first wow. moved here. It took me like five days to get here, but growing up in Newfoundland, like 
uh, yeah, we didn't really get a whole lot of bands come through when they'd like say like, we're going on a Canadian tour. Like they like get to Montreal and then they're like, au revoir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, I guess like, because we, we didn't have that, we like, I guess it was like pressure to like, just be like really good. I don't know. Like the local bands in, in Newfoundland were always like, I still listen to them to this day. And like, I know some people go back and they listen to their local bands and it's nostalgia to it, but there's literally bands uh, like there's a band called Under Authority, a band called My Antonia. Like these are bands I listen to on the regular, even today. So it was really cool. And uh, I started taking part in the scene and uh, played in a band called Over the Top at the time. And we really wanted to push the envelope and, and, and tour because not all bands are touring. It took forever to get off the friggin' island. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so our first like successful tour, uh, we lined up with uh, We Were Sharks. And I stayed connected with those dudes. And then I was like, I need to get out of here. And I came and we were friends then and we're friends now and I play in the band. Wow. So what year was that when you kind of made the big move? 2012. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not young. Uh, you're you're coming up on ten, on 10 years of, uh, you know, making a life-changing decision. How's it yeah. feel? Oh, man, it's great. Like, uh, just getting back from Newfoundland today, like, there's a lot about it that I miss, like, you know, family and friends. But um, unfortunately, you know, there's, like, opportunities that I wouldn't have, even, like, personally, um, if I had stayed there. Like, living in Ottawa, like, you understand, when I realized I could drive to New York City, and be there in like eight hours when like if I was living in Newfoundland and drove eight hours, I would literally be in the middle of the island with riddled with like caribou and moose. And <laughs> I don't know if there's that many of those in the city here. <laughs> Dude, like so what's also crazy is like in Newfoundland, uh, we don't have raccoons. We don't have skunks. Or we don't even have crickets. The first time I ever left what? Newfoundland, yeah, dude. The first time I ever left Newfoundland to go on tour, we were like staying in some. We were somewhere in New Brunswick, I think, and we were parked at a gas station with the van doors open. It was the summer, and all I can hear were these cricket sounds. And I was like, "What the fuck <laughs> is that noise?" Like, that oh, is wild. And like, that's... Sorry, I keep cutting you off. I'm just no, like, no, you're good. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go for load right now. Like, holy oh, shit. Yeah, we don't have raccoon, but I do have caribou. Oh, caribou. Yeah, it's like, it's like I, I don't have raccoons, but we got caribou. Yeah, yeah, I'll trade yeah, you, yeah. you know? Yeah, those little, you know. But uh, yeah, uh, cicadas. So we don't have cicadas. And no joke, even my first like couple of years, well, I guess the first year or two living in Ottawa, uh, I used to think that, because it gets so hot in Ottawa compared to growing up in Newfoundland, that like, I used to, it's when you hear the cicadas, and I was like, oh, that must be the sound of transformers overheating. <laughs> <laughs> And then someone's like, no, dude, they're bugs. Yeah. yeah. Dude, have you ever seen one like up close? No. Uh, I mean, I've Google imaged one a bunch, but uh, yeah, yeah, I've never seen a real one. Yeah. Nasty little Nasty. buggers. Yeah. And they're massive. Yeah, man. So to hop right into it, I wanted to have you on. Um, obviously, I mean, just because We Were Sharks is one of the bands that really left an impression on me when I was first getting cool. into pop punk. And like, that's still the case. Um, yeah. You know, Lost Touch is, you know, probably one of my favorite albums of all time. And like, Amazing. whenever I'm trying to, and I don't always write music for our band, uh, What Makes Sense is mm -hmm. the name of the band. I don't always write music for us, but when I do, I'm like, I'm noticing a very common theme. And it's that, you know, I want to 
uh, sort of shape my music. Yeah, absolutely. I want to make money off of your music, and there's nothing you can do to stop me because I'm far away. It's okay, man. We do, we do it all the time, too, man. Do it all the time. Like, you know, it's, uh, what does Steve Jobs say? Something about, like, something about thievery. I don't know, man. Yeah, we're, yeah. All, we're, all, we're all influenced by something. Everyone's tried to rewrite their own version of damn it, you know? Absolutely. We all need our damn it. Yeah. And so I guess that leads me to my question. What got you into you know, playing this genre of music. And it's a very specific genre that you guys play. It's your own sort of brand, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what, what really moved you towards that? And, you know, when did all that happen? So uh, the local scene, like all my friends were like big into it. So I started going to shows and I was really big into hardcore and uh, like my, the local hardcore scene. And at the time, a lot of my friends were really big into Shai Halud. And this is in very like, I'm old, so this is like early days of Shy Hulud when Chad Gilbert was still in the band, and Chad Gilbert went on to start Newfound Glory, and then I found out about Newfound Glory because I love Shy Hulud so much, and Newfound Glory was like a whole like it opened up so much oh, for yeah. me. And at that time, uh, it was like Blink One Eight Two was popping off with like uh, End of the State or Take Up the Pants and Jacket maybe. Um, and I mean, I always liked Green Day, but like Green Day yeah. is like one of those bands where it's like you know I listened to the radio growing up and I heard yeah. when I come around you know um and anyway so like music that just like is really it can be very energetic it can get it can be fun it could just be powerful um because I'm all about dynamic I love punches I just love just big punches um and I'm a, I can be a very animated uh person um and so playing that genre of music allows me to get out all this energy and have fun and yeah, yeah. I don't know. awesome and so what role do you have in the music writing process for we were sharks um so we did the new album which i'm sure we'll get to talk to you about yes a bit. Uh, yeah i want to definitely want to talk about that um so with lost touch so prior to that when i first joined the band um we just we just sit uh in our jam room and someone would have an idea and we just rip off each other so so it was very collaborative um, once we got to Lost Touch, uh, a lot of it was me kind of like sitting in my living room and like figuring out cool ideas and just going to the jam, going to jam and getting feedback from the guys. Like I, I'd like bring like a skeleton and then, mm -hmm. and then we like pull it apart or feel it out and, and go from there. And then with the new album, we did it completely different. I don't know if that necessarily answered your question. I'm sorry. If no, I no, that makes sense. Yeah. So it seems like you're sort of the, uh, the route where it all starts. And then, you know, you bring your, you, like you said, the skeleton of work to, uh, you know, a practice or a jam yeah. session. Yeah. A lot of lost touch. Like when it first started, uh, was like me and will our drummer. Um, sometimes it'd just be the two of us and we just figure out like the best skeleton to bring to the guys. And then we just like dissect and go from there. And then once we got to the studio, uh, and handsome man Paul Mark Rousseau comes in and uh, really uh, helped us to kind of like refine that and like shape it to be the best it can be. Like some of the songs on Lost Touch, man, like he uh, he did a really good job of helping us kind of like trim some facts. And because like sometimes like I'll, like I'll have uh, I'll listen to a band who's like up and coming and I can tell that like they've never had like a producer or someone uh, like, a, like a fly on the wall mm -hmm. uh, because you get into a room and you write a song and sometimes you're like, oh, this is so sick. This part is awesome. Like, dude, uh, what song? Hotel Beds. The intro to Hotel Beds was originally like a minute and a half long before like, really? came in. And like Paul was like, 
what are you guys even doing? <laughs> uh, and so like I hear these bands, I'm like, oh man, there's so much potential there. Like I'd love it if you guys could just like have that fly on the wall or just someone come in and as like be the ear, you know? Sure, it's fun to play. You want to like hit all those notes and like, you know, you eye the drummer and you're hitting all these cool hits and everything feels good. Um, but sometimes you forget about the listener, right? And yes. we're kind of in this ADD generation where it's like cool to play, but man, I'm going to hit that skip button real soon if I don't hear that melody, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, there's not a whole lot of, it, like, you got to make the build up quick these days, yep. I feel yep. like. Yep. But I feel like you guys hit really hit the nail on the head with hotel beds. I, I, I couldn't imagine that intro any other way cool. than, like, the phase, you know, the phase in, and then mm. it, it all comes together. Yeah, man, I was really, like, I mean, I, I really love it now, but I remember even back when we had this minute and a half intro, that song, like, I, I, I swear to God, like, I, I, like, I've seen, like, photos or videos of, like, us playing that song, and, like, it's probably my absolute favorite, because, like, just, like, the way that just, like, it punches in the beginning, just the, everything about it, is, it's, it's one of my favorites yeah. to play, for sure. That must have felt great, you know, having that. So that was your single, you know, pre that album. Um, yeah. Was that, you know, how, how did that decision flesh out? Was that, like, obviously, that's a very strong song. And um, I mean, just per- coming from my perspective, I think all the songs on that album are like hits. So it's Thanks. like, so my question is, how did you guys pick that one in particular? Um, so that's like three years ago now. So trying to remember, I remember beyond like, so the way we rolled out the singles of that record was a little different because we've released all four singles prior to the actual release rather than having singles come out as the album was out. Um, we did Beyond Repair first because it was like the most like it was like almost like a rock song. It is it is like a rock mm-hmm. song, yeah. you know. So we really wanted to like you know showcase this really great catchy song um, that would essentially like the Sharks fans would like it and have the opportunity as well to like maybe grasp the new the new listeners. Uh, stay, dude. The the bridge and stay is just so fun to play that we were just like this song has to get out there. Hotel beds. I don't know, man. We just really liked it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then we did Ashley because of the fact that we were just like, you know, like, I mean, the song's a banger. And wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be hilarious to drop a single that's a minute and a half long? And... <laughs> so. So I got a question. Yes. So you're talking, we're talking about, you know, being old. Yeah. Uh, when I came around to you guys, you were sharks. Yeah. Sharks all caps. <laughs> were sharks. And you were doing songs like Glory Days, Flag oh, Anthem, and then he became We Were Sharks. What era of all that did you get come into the fold? I came into the fold. Um, so it was 2012. So that would have been Highways came out, I want to say, in 2011. That's like the record that had uh, all those songs on it. Because like the guys released two EPs, and then they ended up doing uh, the Highways record, where, which was a combination of those two EPs with some new songs. So at the end of that, so when I joined the band, we had start, we were starting to write "Not a Chance." So, yeah, great spot to start. <laughs> oh yeah, well actually, oh man, I, that's a total lie. That was when I joined. It was at the end of um, that. Uh, the guys had just released that Taylor Swift uh, cover, and uh, and uh, they had so those two. Other, man, yeah. I I remember hearing that uh, before I joined, and I was like. Yo, 
this is tight. <laughs> <laughs> and even to this day, man, we get people like asking for it, and I'm like, cool. I don't know how to freaking play it, but oh yeah, you guys don't play it live. We, so I think the last time we did it, man, we did our we did the record release show for Lost Touch, and that was like the long. I think we did like 20 songs at that show, like the the hometown show because like we'll, we'll always do like a longer set here in ottawa oh, just because yeah. like you know you have like the people in there from the very beginning going to the like the first show ever um i think that was the last time that we played it so that would have been 2018 yeah 2018 wow wow <laughs> man just this year has totally messed me up though like so fucked dude it's so crazy like man <laughs> okay like we'll get talking about the new record i'm sure but we recorded this new record back in like february we started I can't believe that, like, we, we've talked to so many bands, and I'm like, you guys just pushed this out, like, mm. just in time. Like, in, you know, thank God, too, because God knows how long it would have taken to do a whole album by this time. Man, uh, like, we wrote it. We got home from the tour. We did the tour back uh, in October, November of last year with Assuming We Survive and Never Loved. And then, um, like three or four weeks later, we like went to the studio and started writing it and like demoing it. And then in February, we recorded it all and we we're like, all right, so how are we gonna roll this thing out? And then Earth was like, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> yeah, not a chance. And so, uh, yeah, so we ended up having to sit on it for a while, but actually it was really great because it let, it let us take the time to really look at the big picture and try and figure out the best way to get it out. Right now is trial and error for every band. No, like I think mm -hmm. we're all kind of like we're all ass backwards right now, trying to figure out like what do we do? How do you like do shows and release a record and get hype behind it? Like I feel so like scared for like those bands. Like how many how many new bands could we had this year if this yeah. didn't happen? Or those new bands that were up and coming and then they didn't get the tour. So so no one really necessarily knows who they are. I started you know? a podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So what you just said, not to go like too much into us, because I really want to, you know, no, make but sure I didn't. Focus I want to hear. It. No, I know. Let's turn um, around. This is my podcast now. Hold on. I'm waiting for my waiter. Uh, Mutiny. Then, uh... <laughs> and so, yeah, what makes sense um, had started. I don't know, Adam, what would you say? Probably like things started going in November ish. Uh, mm -hmm. We started in October of 19. Okay. Okay. Oh sort of we put out so it was just me and our one guitarist avery um we started it and then we put out our first single spooky in october of 2019 then we dropped the ep um fear and loathing in the northeast in, a year ago actually november 8th yeah yeah wow to the day <laughs> Tight. And so, yeah and then so what you guys you guys started playing shows and i, um, I ended up joining in january uh actually like january 1st i was like yep i'm down um and so we we played four shows or whatever started getting like some traction i wouldn't say it was like anything very significant well, we, we but... played one show before we played a house show in december but we we didn't have a basis so we just backtracked it <laughs> sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do man hey can't be show. off the click if it's if it's not played <laughs> oh man uh, like we did a we did like one tour where we had to like we do did a lot of like unfortunately Colin couldn't make a tour he's our other guitarist and uh, we used a lot of uh, backing tracks and it does help uh, a lot of bands do it and it can really perfect their show and and whatnot and sound really cool sometimes it's a little hard for me like I'm the guy who like <laughs> I remember like at one point 
when I joined the band, man, all I had was like a tuner and a noise suppressor and it's all cabled <laughs> in, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now like we're running like Helix boards and stuff. And like 2012, Jason is like, what are you even doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you got to evolve, you know, and that's it. You know, you, you know, that's one of the things I've always wondered about it because all of that stuff is very new to me as well. Like the concept of even using a pedal was like new to me this year. I, I play bass, so it's like I don't need a whole lot. But um, just being introduced to all that technology and I'm like, how well does it translate? Like how much better does it sound like, you know, versus like, I don't know, maybe a few hundred dollars worth of investment towards something versus yeah. like a few thousand dollars on music stuff. But it does make a difference. <laughs> like, man, I, I'll never forget. Like, uh, sorry, say that again, Adam. I said I own four microphones and use one. That's about uh, just my, uh, <laughs> my, my gear. I, uh, I, uh, when I got my first overdrive pedal, I was like, when the hell do I use this? So I, we'd be playing. I'm like, this sounds like a cool place to hit this yeah. button. <laughs> <laughs> this could be cool. Who yeah. knows? It'd probably sound like garbage, but like. <laughs> I don't know. It just, <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought it'd be cool, you know, trial and error. Yeah. I think I need to be loud in this part. I'm just going to hit yeah. this button. Yeah. <laughs> just totally out of tune. Just like, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, this might be a cool reverb part. And like, you hit your reverb pedal, and all of a sudden you're like, you're in too deep, and you're like, oh shit, this is, yeah. this should not have been here at all. It sounds like you're playing from the bottom of the ocean in like the yeah. middle of somebody's solo. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but, but yeah. So, what are you currently running for uh, your apparatus? Um, shit. Um, we're running <laughs> Matt. Uh, so our new bassist Matt has me running through a Helix board, and so um, I essentially just have like a, like a distortion channel and like a cleaner distortion channel and a reverb right now, I think. And then I have an overdrive pedal. I'm just using like that Ibanez thing. Image. Yeah. Dude, I'm such not a gearhead at all. Like I'm the worst. <laughs> like the guys, like Colin and Matt, are like super big into it. And I'm like, this looks cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Like what? What are you? What are you running? Uh, well, I got a Dario cable. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like no, no, that wasn't. That was not what I was asking. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I plugged my guitar into the head, and then the sound. I used, uh, yeah, Dunlop picks. You know, yeah. like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Like, man, I got like uh, this Gibson ES335 and people, uh, I've done a lot of compliments on it. It's a really yeah, nice guitar. Yeah, beautiful guitar. And uh, I don't deserve it at all. Like, I love to play, man. I love to play. I love to write. I love to perform when it comes to like going deeper than that. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like when you're like people who aren't car guys but love their car. It's like, so what are you running? You're like, man, I got a really nice looking Honda Civic. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I, I'd say the engine's pretty already. big. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, now. what's that? They got turbos now, right? Oh, yeah. I, I don't even know what that is, man. Like, uh, I was like driving my brother's car, and, I, and he's like, you know, uh, the automatic can shift to like a manual. <laughs> I was like, uh, what? Like, uh, I don't know what that means. He's uh, like, great, I'm not going to use that. <laughs> no, never, never. Dude, I can't even use like a back dash cam. I freak out, so. Dude, I don't I don't use those either. No, <laughs> no. I'm like a total, I'm total yeah. dad, man. Arm uh-huh. ripped behind the passenger seat, you yeah. know. And you're like, get a good grip, get a good grip, you know. Like uh-huh. you're, gonna, you're gonna nail that that parallel parking, like. My, I the tell my passengers, cams, watch out for the cams elbow. Make, the What's that? Cams make parallel parking so easy, though. Like, I haven't hit a car in years. True. 
Good for you, man. And before and before that, like leading up to that, you hit a couple or I might have let the trailer hit you. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you hit them? They'll never what know. What kind of car was it? What's your license plate number? <laughs> I'll text it to you. <laughs> and uh, uh, there's this one time I had like, I thought when I first moved to Ottawa, I like bought this like Toyota Corolla and it was like from like 2001. So it was already like 10 years old, but it was like, I loved it. It was mine. And I remember uh, I like went to the car wash and got like, got it all like spick and span and like bought an air freshener that I hadn't put up yet. And I was like driving down the street <laughs> and some lady in a BMW came and T-boned me oh. and sent me almost in like oncoming traffic. And I was like, just sat there like in total shock, like washing the windshield kind of crack. And these people come up and they're like, are you okay? Are you okay? And the only thing I can get out of my mouth was like, I just got a car wash. <laughs> I'm like looking at my air freshener that I haven't unpacked yet. I'm like, I just got a car wash. I got out of the car and like, and everyone's like, sit down. Are you okay? I'm like walking around the car. It's like, I just got a car wash. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I know the feeling like when I first got my like own car, I was yeah. like, I washed it like every few weeks, especially in the winter. I was like very meticulous about it. Love yeah. that thing. And like, you know, I'll get the, yeah, I get the black ice air fresheners and black all that. Good one. Black ice is a good one. Yes. Oh yeah. I, I would, I would just use that as cologne if I could just oh, rub it. Man, I mean, it, to it totally smells like aqua velva or like um, <laughs> old spice. It, it smells like a, like a high school football, like gym room or something like that. Changing I'm, I'm going to wear that to the club, you know? Oh yeah, dude. Get that, get that pun going. Just what like, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, what do you got tonight? Oh, I'm, I'm wearing aqua de Joe. What about you? <laughs> Black ice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm wearing Bois de la Garçon. And what are yeah. you wearing? Yo, <laughs> bro. I got that black ice tight. Yeah. Oh and man. My friend over here. Yeah. <laughs> That was the opposite. I got my car, and I was like, all right, I got ski racks and skis in the winter, and he's going to put on it in the summer, so I bought a kayak. Oh. Big That's kayak how my first car went. Oh, you love the you love the water, hey? You're a real water dog? You know, you know. If I drown, I drown. If I don't, I don't. Hey, don't say that. Be more positive. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> is an anti-drowning podcast. Yeah, man. We couldn't it's be more against drowning. drowning. We're anti-drowning, <laughs> but pro-rolling rock. Adam yeah. coming hot in a second. Yo, bro, sink or swim, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you this ain't swimming, you right? sink. Sad boys. <laughs> All right, man. But let's hop into your new single coming up on actually Friday the thirteenth. Love that decision. Love that for you guys. Shameless. Yeah. Now tell me a little bit about. Well, I know this also goes into the album, the new low, or not the new low, but new low. <laughs> um. So. I guess if, if you could, for me, describe your sound on this, how is it different or the same or, you know, consistent with other albums? Hmm. That's a full load of question. Uh, when, once it, once this comes out, will the single be out? It, this will oh, be yeah. after. This will be a week after. Oh, oh yeah. okay. All right. So we're speaking into the future. Yes. Well, anyone, listen, anyone listening right now, I hope you enjoy the single so far. I hope uh, the world's a little bit better because of it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're living a little more shamelessly. <laughs> um, the new record, man. Um, so we went into it a little different. Um, so we had Paul Mark come back, but actually helped with like from the from the ground up, like the, the writing process. And the idea was like to go in with ideas, but not full skeletons. Just so we can like literally pull things apart. Like maybe like have like an idea 
like have like an idea that has like two parts, but really that one part belongs somewhere else. And I mean, you can do that with like even fully written songs. But the idea was like, let's go in and just start from the ground up. Um, and this new record, um, when I listen back to it, I think it sounds bigger. Um, definitely like we like we still have our shark sound in there, but we definitely want to like lean into like some rock sounds as well. Um, Randy is a big R&B guy, so we want to like work some of those like that kind of R&B melody into some songs. Um, but Shameless, I really hope that uh, you guys really like it. Uh, or I guess at this point when it comes out, you guys are liking it. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, like it's a uh, it's catchy, man. It's cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm really I'm really really proud. Like that's great. that's great. Yeah. And- like I was, you know, mentioning before, a lot of artists had this uh, sort of hurdle come up with COVID and, you know, they have, may have not been able to have as much contact as, you know, they normally would with a with their producer or whoever was, you know, recording it and mastering it. And um, I, I think it's definitely an accomplishment. You guys should pat yourselves on the back for like mm-hmm. being able to get this all together in a coherent manner and, mm-hmm. you know, be able to release it and, uh you know, pretty good time right before 2021. Yeah. Like we, uh, well, the record's going to probably come out. Um, I think it'll probably be mid, mid 2021 at this point. Um, but like we'll be dropping singles and stuff. We were, th- when we went into this record, man, um, we made sure that we had what we consider the dream team. We want to make sure that we had Paul Mark there. We have Sam Guyana. Uh, he produced and, uh, partially engineered as well when we went down to Toronto and do drums there because like Sam has been with us from the get-go and if you guys know any of Sam's work like he's just awesome he's actually in Australia right now doing um oh god what's that Australian band let me google him right now wolf mother no, no. <laughs> between you and me. uh what's that between you and me yeah 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 he's I think wow. he's down in Australia doing that right now um the master guesser and uh uh then we had Dean and I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name, um, but uh, he's a he's a Greek god. He's awesome. He's actually like he engineered the first EPs with us. Like he, this guy is a legend, man. Like he did the first Four Year Strong EP before the release Rise or Die Trying. Like those guys came up to Canada to do their their EP with them or their demo, I suppose. Um, He's done all the Parkway Drive stuff in the last two or three albums. Uh, he's done, I think he's done some Protest the Hero stuff. I think he has. Anyway, he's just awesome. We, we, yeah, just made, we, had, we, had, we had like the dream team. So, and I think it really comes out. Um, like there, this was not stressful at all. Um, sure, it was a challenge in the best way possible. Though, mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, it was, it was just, it was a really fantastic experience. And I hope that the sound carries that. Yeah. So what's it like working with, you know, somebody who's been in the Canadian scene like Paul has, um, you know, somebody of his status, I would say. Um, I don't know, man. Like, cause like, I feel like we, tr- I mean, there's, there's a business part to all of it. Yeah. Um, but we are, we, we're, we try to be as down to earth as possible and just, make friends more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And so when we had Paul uh, up to help us with Lost Touch, that was our first time actually meeting him. And we just connected in a, like, uh, in a very friendly way. So it was, just, it was just like friends getting together to work on a project. 
So like, yeah, like, so what was really great too is like Paul uh, had just done, he had just finished the new Silverstein record, which I think is their best work to date. Like, dude, this Silverstein blows my mind. Like whether you yeah. like them or not, it's like this band's been around for like 20 years and they're still gaining brand new fans today. How crazy is that? You know, like it's, it's unreal. Like it's, oh, you've been around for 15 years and now you're starting to release your best stuff. I mean, you, you have good <laughs> yeah. records, you have good records, but now... Um, but yeah, uh, Paul had like done a lot of really cool writing sessions and had gained a lot of experience, uh, since working with him last. And he really wanted to kind of like, you know, work that muscle with us and the stuff like, dude, even back when we were, when we first did lost touch and, and seeing him kind of like produce and his ideas, when I started to write these new bits and pieces for the new album, um, I had like all these learns from him even, I don't know. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Adam you, Adam, you looked like you had a question. Oh, no, I'm just trying to figure something. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. Cool. All right, so I think we've we've gotten a good feel for the album. I don't want to, you know, poke too much and then have you reveal anything you don't, you know, you shouldn't. So what I wanted to do is go back to the happier time. Obviously, this is a very happy time because you're coming pre-COVID. out with a single this Friday. But, yes, pre-COVID times. Um, so just like a few, you know, general questions and yeah. I would love to see what your answers are for this because we've gotten some pretty good ones okay. um, so far, but, uh, I guess to start it off, what is the strangest thing you've seen on tour before? Strangest thing I've seen on tour. It could even be like a strangest place you've been as well. Like a city uh, venue. Oh, like a venue, man. We were somewhere in Florida and played a place called the Bat Cave. And we like, have you guys ever heard stories about this place? No. No, I just like this called the Bat Cave. I, I love I, that. You can't see right now, but I, in the corner of my room right here, <laughs> yeah, I have a blown up uh, cover of the first ever Detective Comics with Batman. Oh, okay. It's, big, it's big completely, completely unrelated to Batman, though. Like, no, but I was excited for the name. Yeah, was Batman there? Or, no. Or, oh, no. he didn't show up. No. Classic, classic Batman. Always but standing this, motherfuckers up. This yeah. place, man, like, we, like, took the turn uh, watching the GPS, and we're like, oh, man, we're going to be murdered. Just, like, driving <laughs> down this road. It was, like, nothingness. And um, we show up to this, like, huge warehouse shed thing, and this guy was like, yep, there's a Batcave, welcome. And he used to, I guess, back like in the late 80s, early 90s, he used to host all these crazy Halloween parties. So like he had like a vehicle, all these like skeletons like hanging out of it. Uh, there was like just walls of like amps and gear in there and like bats and skeletons and Grim Reapers hanging around. And then like people would show up and just like they brought like their own booze. and Oh, man, it was so nuts. I know I'm not getting across how crazy it was, but like – it was definitely weird. The only thing that's a really big bummer is like we're gonna be done this podcast, and that's when like all the like real stuff like comes to me. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, it's like oh fuck, why didn't I ask that when we were doing this? Mm. Yeah, like shit. Um, but that's like the one, and I think I bring that up because uh, Colin got asked a, a question about like the weirdest venue just recently uh, oh, really? on our podcast, and that was his answer. And I was like, oh shit, right, the Batcave. Whoa. <laughs> Halloween twenty four seven is what it sounds like. Oh man, spooky! It was a, uh, it was something. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a fun one for you. I what? asked this randomly, un, unprompted, to Corbin from Rarity, and I'm gonna ask you the same thing. Okay. 
What's your favorite style of shirt to wear? Style of shirt? Oh man, just because classic button up. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> man, yeah. high class. Yeah, I like you know, nice button down, button. He likes up. to look good, you know. Yeah, man. A little chest and a little bit of party and professionalism all at the same time. Yeah, I, I like to, I like to I dress nice, it. man. You know. I dig it. Your Sunday best every day. Both yeah. <laughs> Don't have to reserve it for Sunday. No one said you had to. No, man. That's right. <laughs> How about this? What is your favorite tuning to play in? Oh, uh, just drop C. Like the uh, the new album is, um, I think the new album's in E flat, actually. Like just like a half step down. Okay. Um, yeah, the new album. Uh, it fits better in uh, Randy's key. Um, but like, before that, we used to do a lot of drop C, um, and uh, that's what I played for ever. So, because like if you do like I feel like it's not always heavy. I mean, it can be heavy, um, yes. but uh, it just gives like this like gives almost like a bigger sound if if you're playing a certain chord a certain way or whatever. Yeah, you hit that all open. It it turns. Yeah, it definitely yeah. turns heads. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to throw out like some like chords, but once again, I I just play the guitar. I don't do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, hit that C note. Yeah. Uh, sure, man. What will be your C note? Um, <laughs> just to make sure we're on the same page. Love me a great, you know, C seven minor uh, X Y Z. You know. Yeah. yeah dude. Check out my R chord. Yeah. <laughs> You're like what? <laughs> this dude's hand is all twisted and mangled. Yeah. I'm hitting yeah. these weird ass notes singer while playing that note. What? Yeah, that's the only way you can hit it. Yeah, is it is this way or no way at all? But you know that note exists. Ah, shut your mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta play a note where you're doing like like the West Coast. You gotta play uh, a note like that. <laughs> I've seen that. There's like a, a meme somewhere online, and it's like you know certain like notes, but like played all different. And there's like that, like as one of the diagrams. Uh. <laughs> That's pretty sick. Throwing up the W. <laughs> wow. That'd be, yeah. the, that'd be the only guitar that Tupac would ever allow on his album. <laughs> yeah. And I say I say that in like... Turn it up. I, I didn't not. say that in the past tense because we all know he's alive somewhere in South Cuba. America. Cuba, you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That or Brazil. Oh, man. I love Cuba. Have, Have you ever been? Oh, man. Been there twice. It's uh, very beautiful. Um, the people there are fantastic. It's... Awesome. I love it there a lot. When'd you go? Um, I went there and sorry, there's a truck driving down the street right now. <laughs> Hold on. It sounds like he's doing a street cleaning. It might be. Okay, he's gone. Nice um, I went in I was there in twenty eighteen and I think I went there again in twenty six or sorry, I went there first time in twenty sixteen, then again in twenty eighteen. Um and we went to uh, a part of Cuba called Cayo Santa Maria. Um and uh oh man just like it's awesome it, the, it's so beautiful and like my favorite part i mean the resort's cool i mean it's awesome you you pay and you just drink and eat all you want and and whatever but the best parts man is like you get out you once you get off the resort and get into the towns and you start me like meeting local people and whatnot um we went to like this one local restaurant and our tour guide sent everyone off to like see like this uh uh horse and dog show or something like that oh, wow. <laughs> but, but I, I didn't go i stayed behind and just like hung out at the bar with our tour guide and the the waitress bartender there just like picking their brains because like, it turned out like the 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 tour guide was like my age 
uh, and the bartender was, I think, a little bit younger. And so like to get their idea of like what it's like, what it was like at, at that age growing up in that country. And I don't know, it was, it was really interesting. And the people there are just so lovely. I don't know. I bet it blew their fucking mind when you told them you were from an island too. <laughs> so like, uh, it's like, I made like all these, uh, I made all these like connections between like Newfoundland and Cuba. Um, Newfoundland has been known in the past to be like a struggling province here in Canada. And a lot of our uh, economy comes from, from tourism. So I think I, I made that connection with them. Now, granted, like, you know, we, we say like, you know, we can be struggling province, but I mean, the people in Cuba are, you know, it's a, it's a whole different world, you know, um, we look, we can look like the richest people in the world to them, you know, and yeah, it's sometimes it's sad if you, if you really dig in real, real deep. Um, but I just, I just made that connection anyway. And, uh, and I just, they're really hardworking. And they also have like this, because uh, like in Newfoundland, it's like, you know what, you're, you're here for a short time, not a long time. So even when things are sad, like you just make it the best and you love those around you and you bring people into your culture. Because um, there's no province in, in Canada like Newfoundland. We, we have this complete culture that is our own. Um, and so seeing that uh, in, the Cuban, in, in the Cuban population, um, I made a connection with that as well. I don't know. It was awesome. Is it yeah. easier traveling there from Canada? Because I know, like, here in the States, they're, like, it's, like, just recently becoming, like, yeah, you can go to Cuba, because, like, for years you weren't allowed to go. But is it easier going from Canada? I suppose so. It's no trouble. You just uh, hop on the old website and pick a flight and a resort, and you just fly out there, and they check your passport, and they say, come on in, brother. So, yeah, it's a wow. lot easier for you guys. Than it is for yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it really, really is. Yeah, it's, it, like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, unfortunately here we're, like, yeah, you guys, like, you know, threatened to bomb us years ago so we're not gonna let anybody come to you guys for yeah ever. maybe not on the best terms yeah but you guys can go now can't you yeah, like it's like, it's like i think like 2017 or yeah. 17 was like the first like chartered flight there yeah because i remember like going i went to cuba in 2016 and then i got back to ottawa and very shortly after we did a u.s tour and like ended with a conversation with someone and i was like yeah i was uh just got back from cuba and they're like you were in Cuba? And I was like, yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Whoa. It was very bueno. <laughs> like, <laughs> I used to work with this photographer, and he went on the first U.S. flight down. Cool. And he, he got, like, some really cool pictures. And it was it was cool. Yeah, man. Very it's interesting awesome. to see. Like, if you read things about that place, like, and you, you see, like, the cars and stuff they had. They had, like, this whole embargo yeah. where they couldn't get certain things. Like, dude, they got, like, there's cars on the road that are, like, driving around with, like, makeshift engines just because like they couldn't get parts in and stuff right like it's unreal it's crazy yeah they, i've seen like they have a rich culture of like uh i guess mechanics but also like you know what they've had to work with is these these old cars you know yeah. maybe dating back to like the 50s and the 60s yeah and so they've learned how to you know keep those or upkeep them and mm -hmm. um they end up being like super sick and super tricked out very yeah it's unreal it's awesome i really wish i had, like got like a cab ride or something like that i was that. just gonna ask did you go in a cab yeah no no i didn't i didn't go on a cab ride uh it'd be really cool they have this man their culture is like so cool like um i don't i, I had uh a, someone there tell me so i i suppose it's true um if you're driving down the street and um there's someone who's hitchhiking they automatically pick them up really yeah it's uh i don't know it's crazy it's, it's, it's cool <laughs> Lovely, lovely people. Amazing. Yeah, 
That's awesome, man. So, like, where else have you had the opportunity to travel to? Nowhere. <laughs> like, no? Dude, no, man. Like, growing up in Newfoundland, like... It's just it Canada, like, the United States for, like, tours. I'm sure you guys have gone overseas for tours, but then, like... No, no. Cuba. Yeah, like, dude, I when I was living in Newfoundland, you didn't, like... You, you lived on an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. And, like, at the time, like, growing up, like, I didn't, I didn't even, like, leave Newfoundland for the first time until I was, like, 23. So I never had a passport. And so I got my first passport uh, when I was here in Ottawa in like 2013, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, the first place, I mean, I went down to like upstate New York because upstate New York is about 40 minutes away from here. So we'd go down to like the Walmart and get all those cool cereals <laughs> that you can't get up here. Um, and then yeah. the French of Plattsburgh and they're like, yeah, we're not in New York, we're in Canada. <laughs> yeah, it's Augensburg. Yeah, Augensburg is where we go. And um, yeah, and then after that, yeah, I just went to Cuba. And then, yeah, we, we toured the States, and that's that's been it, really. I don't know. That's really awesome. Japan. I'd love to go to Japan. That'd be, like, pretty tight. Everybody yeah. has a lot of good things to say about Japan. Yeah, yeah. It, it's clean. It's obviously, like, the nature there is just unparalleled. Yeah. Um, I've had, you know, I had a friend who went and saw, like, Mount Fuji and said it was, like, you know, one of the most incredible things he's ever seen. So mm -hmm. that's definitely on the list. That is on the another list. Another sure. random place that I've been hearing is really cool. Like I know a few people went is Croatia. Oh yeah. Yeah. I keep hearing Croatia is a good place to visit. Like, man, sometimes that still blows my mind. Like I remember in the last tour, I can't remember what state we were in. I can't remember which state borders Mexico, which states border Mexico anyway. Um, and we were like, driving and like, you can just like see Mexico, like essentially on the other side of the highway. And I was just like so blown away. And now I'm in pitch black. I'm sorry, the light went off. <laughs> but I'm still here. Um, yeah, uh, it, it like blew my absolute mind. Just like we were in California and we we're in San Diego. And I was like, man, if only I had like extra time just like to go down to Tijuana, that'd be so tight. <laughs> California's a trip the first time you go there. It's just like, you know, especially if you've been living in the north and the east like like we have. Obviously, you know, where we live isn't quite as remote as Newfoundland, um, yeah. you know, probably doesn't even get nearly as cold during the winter no. uh, or extreme. But, uh, you know, like my first time going to California was just absolutely mind blowing. And I got to go. It was a solo trip. Just got to go by myself and, um, you know, just saw, saw all the spots, San Francisco, L.A., um, you know, the small town just outside. It was awesome. Sorry. Yeah, I was coming inside. No, trying to... <laughs> but I was I was listening. I was listening. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was pretty unreal to go down there. Um, super cool. Uh, the Mexican food is definitely a lot better than when you get up here. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like it was unreal. It was awesome. What do I got down here? Hold on. I'll, I'll be back in a second there, boys. Just uh, no grab, grab myself a little uh, little guy here. There you go. Cheers. Look yeah. You know, it's it's Monday, but you know, it's it's 2020 somewhere. It's Monday. You're talking, yeah. you're, talking about, you're talking about Mexican things. There's this brewery by us, and they call it Tequila. Mm -hmm. And it's like a, it's a barrel aged Goza, mm -hmm. but they they age it in tequila barrels. Oh, really fucking good. Man, uh, when I was in Cuba, go back to Cuba again. Um, yes. They like brought us to like where uh like we went to like a, a rum factory and that was super cool and it was really interesting because like so 
they were talking about how they um, they put the the, the the rum comes from like uh, American like the, the the barrels are made from American wood, but they can't buy it at the time. I guess they couldn't buy it from the U.S., so it would be bought from like Russia, and then they'd buy the U.S. wood from Russia to make the barrel. Oh. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's how you would get Cuban cigars for the longest time here. Oh so man! I had a I had a buddy who collects them. Yeah, and he had to buy them from like different countries, like Russia. Uh, it just that, and, he, and like it was insane. Like, the way he had to go about it was just ridiculous. <laughs> we uh, went to like a like a, a Cuban cigar rolling uh, place, and they uh, had us like learn how to roll a, a Cuban cigar. And literally, like the lady came over and was like looked at me. He's like, no. And like took it away, <laughs> took it away from me and redid it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> I can't do anything right. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I bet it was a good cigar. I would have smoked it. Um, I still got it, but I'm not going to go look for it. That would have been really funny to show you. It's like all flaky and stupid. And, <laughs> like her putting it back together for me. I was just like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's like, it's like I'm trying sure to make it, a burrito for the first time. You're just like, I don't know how to fold this shit. Yeah, 100%. I'm sure like every group has that one person who's shit at it. And it turns out it was me that time around. So I, I can't like rap. There's that one anything. person who's probably just like naturally amazing. And then the other person's like, nah, man, it's not clicking. <laughs> yeah, there's like, you know, Steve over here who's been rolling joints since he was 15 and he's just a mastermind over here rolling these cigars. <laughs> Man, uh, I'm like, no, 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 none of that here. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> uh, like so uh, obviously up here, weed is legal. Um, and so we had all these like legal pot shops open up. And like, I, I didn't grow up smoking weed or anything. Um, and so once the shop opened up, I was like, you know what, man? Like, weed's legal. I'll go, I'll go buy some legal yeah. weed. And man, I was like on YouTube trying to learn how to roll a joint. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, who am I right now? I'm like an old guy just trying to like learn how to roll a joint. Like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> I you know, yeah, there's no better place to probably find that advice than like YouTube. I feel like if you were to go to you know, uh, some, you know, like weed.com or whatever it is, they'd be like, it'd be like expert level kind of shit. And they'd just be like, well, you gotta, you know, fold this half in and roll this and, and lick it there. And I'd be like, first of all, where does this start? Like, where, where do we start? Like, no, I got a guy like, yo, what's up? It's high times, Tom, 420. Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> and learn all, learn all my joint techniques. Is this YouTube or TikTok? Yeah. Uh, Man, TikTok! Oh my God, I don't even like I don't understand TikTok at all. But I also never understood Snapchat. I downloaded Snapchat and I tried to like sign up, and my username I screwed up, and my username was literally my full email address, like oh, a loser. No. And I was like, oh man, I'm entering like boomer territory here. Oh, no. And so I just like deleted the app. I was like, no, no. Now was this before or after you were, or, or actually, it must have been after you joined, right? Because Snapchat was like, yeah, 2012 yeah. or whatever. It was so I'm going to say, like, you know, what level of fame were you guys at yet? Because, like, <laughs> if somebody found your email, it was like, yo, dude, big fan. And you're like, this is Snapchat, my guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, my dude, I don't know. It's like, uh, Jason, you have some really weird snaps. It's just you with, like, some stupid bunny filter. Like, were you yeah. sitting on the toilet? I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I had my front camera on or something. I don't know. <laughs> God. Anyway. Now navigating the treacherous waters of uh technology 
it's uh it's funny because you know i I have a little sister and so she is very much like gen z Mm. you know like their their big social media is tiktok and i think i don't know for us like it was obviously like you had your myspace i was a little young for that um but there's like myspace i was at the tail end of that i think well adam and i were and then um you know like it went to like facebook and then eventually instagram was kind of like the big thing but then it's like what there's more social medias like why do we need more (laughs) like like, man i like grew up working in tech like i used to at one point work for apple uh currently like work for a tech company here in ottawa um and like but when it comes to like actually showing those skills i'm like (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I'm uh, like, where's the space bar? I don't. I don't know. Like using a Mac, like you like double press for like a right click. I'm just like, I don't know. Where's my passwords? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was watching American um, Dad the other night, and uh, oh yeah, go ahead. They're making fun of him. He's like, your password's one letter, and he goes, yeah, it's super easy to remember that way. <laughs> it's like, I, I was like, it's like, there you go. That's I remember it. I was in a little sandwich shop once, and um where like the, the you know where you uh, the register with you know the where they put the card in was far back away from like the register mm-hmm. and they're like oh we'll need you to type your pin in. and i was just like oh my pin is like <laughs> man it was just so- some small ass like middle of nowhere i'm like you guys you you won't remember me like i'll 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 check i'll check yeah. my receipts don't you fucking charge me for a 200 dollars sandwich man like especially the covid people like I'll go and like pay you something with a card and they're like, yo, you don't have tap set up on your card, man. I'm like, no, man, I lose my card way too much for that. Yeah. And they're like, well, the maximum is a hundred dollars. So no one's going to like rob you that much. I'm like, dude, the amount of times I lose my debit card, a hundred dollars at a time, that could be a lot. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Technology. LOL. <laughs> well, man, I got one final question for you. Cause we are coming up on time. Actually, yeah two questions because we always do a little bit of a closer okay um so i'll make i'll make it a two-parter so one we usually do a beer of the week i'm not sure if you drink beer but um what's your you favorite know, and why is one, it rolling rock? yeah what is <laughs> and why is it rolling rock yeah no but yeah what is your go-to beer if you are a drinker and then two um we like to do band shout outs you know maybe it's bands that are coming up in you know your local scene or bands that you're friends with that you want everybody to know about so um Go ahead. This is your time. I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Uh, I get a lot of shit for this. My go-to beer is Coors Light. Uh, the Dude, Silver Bullet has never yes. stared me wrong. People say, oh, you like drinking water? And I tell them, well, you're supposed to drink eight glasses a day. Facts. So, man, Coors Light all the way, always. I will say props for being like the first person to not say PBR. Yeah, we got PBR Bud Light, uh, and then they're very super specific – IPAs. <laughs> yeah. Man, IPAs like I can't necessarily really do is is like the like it tastes like you're drinking like a bouquet of flowers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good bouquet. It's like really accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, uh other than that, um bands. Uh I want to definitely give a shout out to the guys and uh, do you guys know Boys of Fall? Uh they have a new record dropping in a little bit. Um they have a like a a, a release digital show coming up. Um it may actually be passed like once this gets released I think it might be passed but if it's not definitely check that out. 
I'm hoping that record's gonna be great. Um, there's a band called Action Adventure who just released a brand new track called exactly. Barricades, and uh, it's awesome. Um, Brom- I like that. I yeah. like that big time. Yeah, Brompton is a guy in that band, and I love that dude. And uh, he's also in a band called Wilmet. Uh, Wilmet, I think they're called. He's going if he hears this, and I'm I'm butchering the name, he's gonna hate me probably. But regardless, I'm a big fan of that guy. And uh, Action Adventure, Barricades, yeah, it's great. Um, the homies in uh, Bearings, they're from Ottawa too, and uh, they got a new record coming out in a little bit. Um, and the tracks they've been releasing so far are awesome. So, and I'm sure they don't need me to tell anyone to go listen to it. Um, it's awesome. I think that's it. I'm sure there's others that people are like, oh, Jason, why you say my name? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, go check out Great Big C. They're a band from Newfoundland. Uh, they're a, an Irish Celtic band. Uh, and, <laughs> and, I do, yeah. Uh, so if you want to have a couple brews with your friends and have a good time, that's always a good band to listen to. Um, I think that's it, man. Someone's going to kill me. So I'm definitely forgetting somebody, but... <laughs> You can like uh, you can you can let us know and we'll we'll put it in a yeah. caption or whatever. Yeah. We'll put it's it like, in the notes. Like a big like the, it was cut off, but Jason, like, these guys. Yeah. Sorry, our, our editor. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had no control over it. It wasn't Jason's fault. We'll, yeah. You won't have uh, any of the responsibility of that. No burden. Perfect. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> But man, I, I definitely want to connect on, uh, if you got social media, definitely want to connect after this and, uh, let's keep in touch, dude. Yeah, man. Thank this you so a... much for your time. Like really appreciate it. And it's, it's great to talk to somebody who's, uh, influenced our entire career awesome, you know, the way you have actually quick story time, Adam, I know you gotta go. I'm so sorry, but, um, quick story. You're actually the reason I think I'm in what makes sense. Um, so Halloween last year. Yeah. I was uh, DJing at the party, which is, is a very dangerous thing if you let me DJ, because I get a little crazy after 11 p.m. with the songs. Um, so it was like, you know, like kind of like... You played the Ding Dong song by Gunther hits. 12 times. What? You can keep going. It was a bad joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> then I don't want to hear it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was like pretty much like EDM, like today's hits, you know, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Yo, then, like, not to cut you off, but I'm getting a phone call, and it's okay. Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Get the fuck out! <laughs> I'm just like, what? What's who, the there? Who is calling you from Manitoba? Take the call right now. Yeah. We want to hear it. It's just I didn't pick it up in time, but oh. I saw. It, I was like, what's the fucking irony in it's this? The mayor of Winnipeg. <laughs> Man, I, I love like uh, the Simpsons. Like, will always like drop like little like snips like Canadian jokes like shut down out back there or we're going we're not going to saskatchewan or something like that i don't know yeah. yeah what was that what was the one in the simpsons movie where they're like hey welcome to canada here's ten thousand dollars or something like that oh right yeah oh man but um sorry yeah. yes we totally derailed that no worries um and so i'm I'm getting to basically what I call like the pop punk hour of my playlist because I've run out. I don't know a lot of very like modern day songs. I just mm-hmm. kind of go off like what I found, you know, when I'm making this playlist. Like I'll, I'll just do like random searches like EDM 2020, stuff like that. But then I'm like, all right, you know, I'll play a little bit of like Jimmy Eat World, The Middle, Sum 41, Fat Lip. And then I was like, you know what would go great in this playlist? And I think it was no was it hotel beds no it was july that's what it was 
And I was like, that's just like, that's a right along that vein. Like people will definitely like, you can't hate that song. If, if you hate that song, don't talk to me ever again. Um, and so, so I was like, let's fucking throw this in. So I played it. And then um, Avery, our guitarist, who we didn't really know each other that well. I think that was probably our first night actually meeting each other. His head whips the fuck around when he <laughs> hears it. And he's like, dude. Who put this on? He's like, who put this on? And I'm like, yo, it was me, it was me. He's like, How did, you like this music? I was like, yeah, sick. And then so fast forward a few months later, um, we saw each other again, same place. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was, uh, what was it? New Year's Eve party. And we were just like talking about, you know, music and stuff too. Still not like that, you know, friendly, I guess yet. Mm-hmm. But then uh, the next day he was like, yo, my band's looking for a bassist. You want to join? And I was like, absolutely. So that was how We Were Sharks basically got me into the band that I'm in right now. Wow. What We're Aaron is together, leaving man. out, though, what he's leaving out is that Avery probably asked him in the most awkward way imaginable. <laughs> Avery didn't even <laughs> ask actually ask me directly um he had we were at the gym we go to the same gym he had his friend who works at the gym walk across the gym go say hey avery has a question for you and then i walked all the way to the other side of the gym and i was like hey avery what's up and he's like what do you know about bass i'm like i kind of play it and he's like would you want to join my band? <laughs> hey, man, you're at the gym, so at least you're still getting your steps in, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my best friend for you. Uh, pardon your gains there, bud, but uh, <laughs> we got a question for you. you got to get a couple steps in this way. Got to get the, the 7,000 in, man, every day. You know, those are calories I'll never get back, but I'm, I'm glad that, you know, it was good to shed them. Good to shed them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This was a lot of fun, though, guys. Dude, I really yeah. like that. Um, I was like... Uh, I was like out for a walk, get my steps in, and I was like trying to get back in time. Um, and I was feeling a little like not delirious, but a little off because like time change and I flew all morning. Um, but this was really, really awesome. I'm really glad we did it. Thank you for uh, having me on here. Thank no, you, I can't thank you so can't thank you enough. Uh, absolute pleasure to be speaking with you, and hopefully we can stay in touch, man. Yeah, man. Uh, have me on any time. Just uh, I don't know, make me a, a third host or something. We'll have a laugh. I don't know. If you if you dream it, you can do it. We will we'll make that happen. I think the yeah. people love this episode.